Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Republican presidential candidates are now turning their attention on New Hampshire following former President Trump's landslide victory in the Iowa caucuses. Both Trump and Biden, you look at the fact that they are still focused on the past, whether it's investigations, whether it's grievances. Nikki Haley gaining momentum in the polls. Trump spoke about his former U.N. ambassador at a rally of his own late Tuesday. Is counting on the Democrats and liberals to infiltrate your Republican primary. You know that. Uh, the lep- uh, that's what's happening. Vivek Ramaswamy is also calling on Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis drop out of the race like he did. Newly released 911 recordings on Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization and raising more suspicion about a cover-up at the Pentagon. An aide to Austin who made a 911 call to request an ambulance for the defense chief January 1st reportedly requested that dispatchers make efforts to remain subtle. An audio recording and transcript of the call was obtained by the Daily Beast. State roads managers are reminding drivers it's best to remain cautious as this week's nationwide Arctic blast is likely to lead to more slick roadways this morning. There is a chance of some slight refreezing, so we're going to be cognizant of that. Charlie Gishler is with the Maryland State Highway Administration. This week's Arctic blast brought snow, ice, and those sub-zero wind chills nearly from coast to coast and border to border in the U.S. Today, there remain wind chill alerts posted across the Great Lakes, Appalachian, and Midwest regions. The Deep South faces uncommon temps in the teens, while snow and ice continues in the Pacific Northwest. And the World Health Organization says the number of tobacco users across the globe has gone down in a big way since the worst of the COVID-19 pandemic. We have 19 million less smokers than we had two years ago. The WHO's Dr. Rudiger Kretsch. This is USA News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. 
The oldest serving member of the U.S. Senate is now in the hospital. Staffers for Republican Senator Chuck Grassley informed reporters the 90-year-old is receiving antibiotic infusions to treat an infection. His office indicated Tuesday that Grassley is still in good spirits and will get back to work as soon as he's able under doctor's orders. The eight-term senator from Iowa is expected to make a full recovery. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president as an independent candidate. During a visit to Atlanta this week, he said he believes that he'll face former President Trump and President Biden in the general election this November. showed me these numbers that made it clear that I had a pathway where I could win. During a visit with the Black Information Network, Gallup polls have showed RFK Jr. does well with people under the age of 45 and independents, which is now the largest group of voters in the country. Americans are continuing to spend more money at the grocery store. According to HelpAdvisor.com, folks in California, Nevada, Mississippi, and Washington spent the most on groceries. A bipartisan group of U.S. lawmakers trying to enhance the child tax credit. This week, they released a $78 billion package that would not only do that, but would also restore several business tax breaks, as well as boost funding for affordable housing and disaster relief. The deal faces some challenges, though. Some lawmakers want it attached to a must-pass bill to help push it through. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. If you're 65 or older and Medicare is your main source of insurance, pay close attention right now and listen for details on how you may save thousands of dollars on your health care costs. Did you know that Medicare can pay for things like dental visits, home delivery of drugs, even a gym membership? Call us right now and learn how to unlock all your Medicare benefits. Medicare and supplemental plans that we provide can even offer you drug coverage with zero copays and pay for transportation to your doctors. Medicare plans can offer offer you wonderful money-saving benefits, but you've got to call now. We'll help you get the most out of your Medicare. Make this free, no-obligation call now. Save a ton of money on your health care costs and get the code to unlock all your earned Medicare benefits. Paid for by Senior Choice Plans. 800-796-3954. 800-796-3954. That's 800-796-3954. America back on track. Bill Martinez live. Six minutes after the top of the hour. Good to have you with us. Um, in this uh, description of this next book and the author that we're going to be speaking with says, if you want to understand the current issues surrounding race, social justice, and inequality, you have to read Deborah Plant's book of Greed and Glory. Uh, she is the editor of the New York Times bestseller, Barracoon. And uh, she joins us now to talk about Of Greed and Glory in Pursuit of Freedom for All. Deborah Plant, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Uh, Thank you so much. It's it's good to be with you. Well, I think uh, most people would be surprised to hear this number. Two and a half million American citizens are incarcerated as we are talking right now. 6,300 of them are incarcerated inside the Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola, the largest maximum security prison in the country. And, of course, one of the prisoners is your brother. Um, let's uh, tell our audience uh, your story, if you would, please. 
Uh, well, uh, as you say, one of those individuals, one of those 2.5 million is my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my brother was found guilty of several uh, charges, some of which he was guilty of, others that uh, the prosecutor just decided that he would just pin on him mm-hmm. and and was successful in, in doing that. And so... Uh, in terms of the prosecutorial success, if we call it that, uh, mm. I don't know how successful you are with putting away someone for life for something that, uh, you know, they they did not commit the crime. And so my brother's story uh, is my story, and actually, you know, it's the story of America. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it has to do with freedom, and it has to do with how our freedoms get taken from us. Whether exactly. it's our physical freedom or mm-hmm. our political freedom, our bill of rights, you know, our freedom of speech and uh, demonstration and what have you, and how it seems like on a daily basis there's, you know, especially in some places, maybe more than others, you know, this becomes uh, what we're dealing with. How do we keep our freedoms? How do we keep our liberties? Mm-hmm. And I look at my brother's case, and and what I know about my brother is that you know, as as has been said, when you lock someone up, you're not just locking up that individual. You're locking up that individual's entire family. Um, exactly. And you mm-hmm. you taking that person from that family, from that community, and and from being, uh, you know, a a functioning, uh, contributing citizen. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we might say, well, we we all pay our debt, but when is the debt paid? You know, right. when and when and why is it that this is the way that the debt is is paid in America mm-hmm. by depriving right. us of our liberty? Right. So I think that's well, a big question for mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah, and I think you bring up an excellent point right off the bat here, and that is that we need to understand how holy, I guess you could say, our liberty and freedoms are and how they need to be so okay. cherished. We We take them so for granted. In such a way that uh, in these situations, and of course, we see what's happening in our country today with uh, the uh, the way the justice system is uh, proving itself to be ineffective, the lawfare that's taking place. We've got uh, January 6th patriots that have been locked up for years without due process. Uh, I, I mean, this all is an indictment on the current justice program. But going back to what you said initially, and I think that this should be... Uh, the the whole linchpin of this, and that is that we must hold sacred liberty and freedom, and to to choose to take that away from somebody, wow, you know you're on hallowed ground. That I think you you've got to make sure that all the eyes are dot are are dotted and all the t's are crossed before you take somebody's liberty away. Because as you say, it's not just that one person, it's the family. How old is your brother, by the way? My brother now is about sixty, about 63. 63. He's been in jail for how long? He's been in prison uh, for 24 years and jailed for a, a, two years previous to that. Okay. And does he have any children? He's been for for over 25 years. Does he have children? Yes, he has two two boy 
boys and a girl. <sighs> yeah, see, this is yes. the impact that it has on generations is just uh, uh, it, it's so incredible to your point here. Uh, so your brother, as you said, um, guilty of some offenses, not so. But as they piled up the charges on him, uh, they were able to sell a, what, a life sentence? A life sentence at hard labor without the possibility of parole. Wow. Well, so Deborah, that's really a death. Okay. So help us understand, uh, you know, the situation, as you said, very vulnerably and honestly, that your brother did commit some crimes and... Um, and there was a price to be paid for those. Uh, what crimes was he charged with that, uh, that you know, you understand to be unfair and that did not happen? Well, to, to start with the crime uh, he did commit or the abuse, the infraction, the, what he did do was he was abusive, physically abusive to his fiancée. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was charged with, with battery. Uh, he... He said, yes, he did. He did never once did he try to pretend like he was he didn't do that. He wasn't guilty of that. He said, yes, he did. But this prosecutor also wanted him to plead guilty to simple rape. And he said, I didn't rape any and and kidnapping. And and not only did he, you know, say or, or refuse to to plead guilty to that. The as it turns out, the state's own doctor who uh, performed an examination uh, revealed that not only had rape not uh, occurred, there was no indication of sex even uh, also oh. having occurred. So kind kind of hard to rape somebody if you haven't had any sex, right? Exactly. And so yeah. this the plea deal the the prosecutor offered the deal well except the deal, as he called it, for uh, uh, battery and for simple rape, or if you don't, I will charge you with aggravated battery, I will charge you with with, uh, kidnapping and aggravated rape. And the aggravated rape charge is the charge that brings life imprisonment at hard labor without the possibility of parole. So not taking the so-called deal the prosecutor said he would charge him with that, and he would do everything he could to make it stick, and he did. Wow. Well, what, what a story, and I want to hear more on the other side, so does our audience. Deborah Plant is with us. She's telling uh, not only her brother's story, her story, the family's story, uh, author of the book of Greed and Glory in Pursuit of Freedom for All. Stay tuned. We've got more from Deborah Plant on the other side of the break. We're coming on just about uh, 15 minutes after the top of the hour. The final phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G-them.com. 
It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com This is Don Shank with today's global update from the Tide Ministry, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide in the languages people were born to speak. After more than 75 years of gospel broadcasting, the Tide Ministry is thrilled to announce the addition of two new countries to our outreach, North Macedonia and Cameroon. Both countries are prime areas for church growth, and we're delighted to take our ministry to those in desperate need of the gospel. Reaching the people in Cameroon and North Macedonia through conventional mission work is difficult due to poor roads and transportation facilities, the risks of persecution, and other obstacles. However, the ease and accessibility of radio opens the door for the Tide Ministry to reach those who otherwise may be unreachable. To learn how you can pray for and encourage people around the world whose lives have been eternally impacted by hearing the good news of Christ in their own language, visit thetide.org. That's thetide.org. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-699-0358. 800-699-0358. That's 800-699-0358. We've been discussing with the author, Deborah Plant, freedom and equality are the watchwords of American democracy. I'm sure we'd agree. But like justice, freedom and equality are meaningless when there's no corresponding practical application of the ideals they represent, she writes. Several hundred thousand Americans are caged in American jails every single day. 
not because they're necessarily guilty of a crime, but because our wealth-based justice system targets those who don't have the money to post bail, and the vast majority of those are poor black and brown. She writes, uh, the African-American and Africana Studies scholar writes, providing an example uh, of her brother, who's now in Angola State Prison in Louisiana State, that a legal scholar notes has some of the toughest sentencing laws in the country. And as she laid out, um, her brother has been uh, incarcerated uh, in jail and in prison for over 25 years away from his three children. The impact it has had not only on him, uh, but on the family and on, uh, you know, on society is something that we must look at and consider here because we're uh, reading the statistics of fatherlessness and what impact that has been having in black communities across the country. Uh, as you were uh, explaining, we started to talk off air. Uh, you know, I had asked you, Deborah, you know, what the fiance had to say. And she's pretty much uh, kind of sticking to the story, even though. As you say, you know, claiming rape uh, when there was evidence that uh, no rape had occurred, right? Deborah, are you there? Go ahead. Yes, yes, I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, okay. Yes, you're absolutely right. This this is the claim. And uh, and you're so right about the, the issue of, you know what what what's uh termed as, as fatherlessness or the absentee father and all this kind mm-hmm. of thing but when you you look at you know indiscriminately locking people up uh particularly uh black men it's, mm-hmm. you know how how can we consciously talk about this this social problem of fatherlessness and and absentee fathers when mm-hmm. the state itself is contributing to the problem Exactly. Well, and it's got to be interesting for you because you see what's happening. Uh, it's almost like now you've got, uh, uh, you know, attorney generals, you've got prosecutors who are coming into, uh, you know, coming into, you know, states and where it seems that people are getting away with, you know, nothing short of murder, uh, you know, where they're able to go in and steal a thousand dollars worth of product and, you know, with uh, w- with impunity, no consequences whatsoever. So it's almost like you have the uh, the pendulum swinging 180 degrees, and um, you know we've abandoned common sense in the process here, right? That's right. You're so right. And uh, Alec uh, Karakasan is uh, talks about about this in, in his book when he talks about you know yeah we have laws, but the question mm-hmm. is which laws are being uh, you know pursued. And exactly. Who is being targeted in relation to those laws? So you know, some some laws are are, are being uh, you know seen as important and and something should be done about it, and then certain uh, demographics are targeted in relation to to those laws, whereas mm-hmm. others can uh, commit whatever crimes they commit, and it, and especially if they have a lawyer and some money, uh, mm-hmm. that's you know, they, they'll be okay. And and it's not even like locking up everybody is the answer. The question is, why are we locking up so many people, period? And exactly. why can't we have and find alternatives to depriving families of, of their family members? Mm-hmm. 
Well, especially, I mean, it just seems to me that there would be some advocacy. I mean, you're advocating for your brother, but there would even be on a larger scale, you know, this case. Because as you lay it out, uh, it it seems suspect on on its face, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. And and there there are many organizations that are advocating for uh, change and for reformation, and as well as, you know, uh, doing something about creating a system where we don't have this kind of so-called uh, punishment system, and so so those it, there there is advocacy on the national level. And one of the things I've been thinking about is how can those those who are already uh, speaking out and and doing the work that they're doing, and there are so many people and so many organizations that are doing that. Mm. How can there be a coalition? And a movement to to really uh, just uproot this from from our democracy. Exactly, and and I'm with you on that, Deborah, because uh, I think most Americans, uh, the majority of Americans, are fair minded, and uh, um, mm-hmm. you, you know we we don't want anybody locked up, incarcerated in any manner, taken away from their family, and especially when you have a situation that exists, you know, in today's culture. I mean, you have Hunter Biden, for example, getting away with murder. I mean, the kind of stuff that he's gotten away with. And uh, and, and I got to imagine, you know, yourself and others, other family members who, who, who see their, um, their family members incarcerated in prison, uh, you know, for, you know, crimes that you go, whoa, you know, what is going on? Just because he's a, he's a Biden and just because he's got the money, you know, his family has the money to pay for attorneys. I mean that's not that's not justice. That's not a level playing field, and that's the point you're making here, right? That's right. That's right. Equality, justice—you know—for uh, all of us, and and the system is unequal. And uh, you know, prosecutors and attorney generals, what have you. You know, they selectively go after whoever they choose, and the object is not. To, to bring justice forth, the object is to win, to mm-hmm. either yes. win a conviction or to win the release of someone. You know, it, it doesn't matter uh, that justice is, 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 is being uh, sought or, or not. Justice mm-hmm. is, is not, it's not their concern. Exactly. Well, well, what you're pointing to is a systemic issue here, right? That's right. Absolutely. It is systemic. And you know, and it and it continues. It, it's it's so it's so deep. It goes all the way back to colonial America. It goes mm-hmm. back to you know Virginia and Maryland and how those systems were set up in terms of dealing with uh, so-called uh, those who who broke the law of what was a crime, what what constituted criminality that. Mm-hmm changes to some degree, uh, depending on the politics of, of the day. So, yes, it is systemic. Yes, it continues. And when it comes to locking up people for life, well, that's in our Constitution. The, you know, the 13th Amendment tells us, like, yeah, slavery is abolished, except as a punishment for crime. So our very own Constitution says it's okay to lock people up for the rest of their lives, like a slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how systemic? How much more systemic can you get than that? Yeah, exactly. 
Well, you know, if that's the goal, right? And that's your point. You know, we want people being free. Uh, That's the basis of our Constitution. We want people to honor it. And that means all people, not just people who are not incarcerated, but those that are adjudicating the, the whole justice system. Because what is justice after all? That's right. That's right. The, the entire system. And, and and what is justice? And I think to the extent that we can understand justice uh, when we talk about those who are incarcerated and those who have been used by and exploited within our so-called justice system, when we can understand how that's going to rise, then we can understand this injustice when we see it as we live our daily lives. I mean, how just is it to be an employee in corporate America and to be surveilled, you know, throughout the day? And and sometimes, depending on your work hours, uh, through your personal time. Exactly. How... You know how just is is, is is that every you know every keystroke is is monitored. Uh, what website you go to is is documented. Uh, how long you stay in the bathroom? I mean, this kind of surveillance is the same kind of surveillance that uh, people uh, were under when we were exactly. Got to leave it there, uh, Deborah Plant. Thank you so much. Busted, appliance broken, computer crashed. Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-559-7562 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-559-7562. That's 800-559-7562. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Republican presidential candidates are now turning their attention on New Hampshire following former President Trump's landslide victory in the Iowa caucuses. Both Trump and Biden, if you look at the fact that they are still focused on the past, whether it's investigations, whether it's grievances. Nikki Haley gaining momentum in the polls. Trump spoke about his former U.N. ambassador at a rally of his own late Tuesday. Is counting on the Democrats and liberals to infiltrate your Republican primary. You know that. The that's what's happening. The oldest serving member of the U.S. Senate is now in the hospital. Staffers for Republican Senator Chuck Grassley informed reporters the 90-year-old is receiving antibiotic infusions to treat an infection. His office indicated Tuesday that Grassley is still in good spirits and will get back to work as soon as he's able under doctor's orders. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. 
Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. That's 800-430-1891. Welcome back. Bill Martinez here with you. 28 minutes before the top of the hour. Louis Pronish is going to be joining us in just a moment. Um, he's written a book about uh, how to take on uh, the incumbent uh, in elections. Uh, elections and campaigning and that has been an interest. He was wired for this even as a, uh, as a kid. He realized that uh, this was a lot of fun and he really enjoyed it. But uh, one of the hurdles to seeking and winning elective office is the dawning challenge of unseating an incumbent office holder. Incumbents have advantages in having public name recognition, fundraising ability, a record on which to run, and in his new book, Beat the Incumbent, Proven Strategies and Tactics to Win Elections, the global political consultant offers message strategies that have won elections that were thought to be unwinnable and changed the course of history. Lewis, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Hi, Bill. Good for having me. Thank you for having me. Well, here it is. I mean, you you have had an international impact when it comes to elections and something that started for you, um, you know, as a young man in your teens and realizing that, uh, you know, you had a high interest in elections and the whole process. And uh, you've this has kind of been a, a life's passion for you, right? Yes, it really was uh, my passion ever since I could think. And uh, at the beginning, I was actually thinking that I wanted to run myself. And uh-huh. uh, it was in D.C. Actually, I studied some 20 years ago at uh, GW in Washington, D.C. And that's where I realized that I like the role behind the scenes much more because it allows me to travel but still follow my passion, which is politics. So mm. that was a, a great uh, learning experience. And off I went and uh, did campaigns all over the globe, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, what, what have you... Uh... How many how many campaigns have you been involved in, you know? Well, uh, s- several dozens, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for me, involved means it's like on a sort of ongoing basic basis, uh-huh. a one-off. So, yeah, and I mean, it, it's fascinating that uh, you may think that the campaigns are so different. And yes, there, there are obvious uh, cultural, historical uh, differences, language differences, and barriers. But actually, when I started to do research for Beat the Incumbent, I also realized that actually um, successful challengers do have uh, similarities and patterns mm-hmm. that unsuccessful challengers do not. And right. uh, so there is a clear pattern among people who do this successfully, and uh, that's what I try to describe in the book. 
Well, and that's what you say in your introduction. You say the book's about winning elections. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, we've got, uh, for example, I mean, I can tease the Republican National Committee that uh, they should have won more elections and have failed to do so. They need a copy of your book. They absolutely do. And, uh, I mean, looking at things from uh, a distance sometimes helps you um, see the forest. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, um, you know, my work, uh, uh, when I come into a country, like I have no um, history there, I have no future there. So that makes me very free uh, Mm -hmm. to be really honest with my clients. I mean, yes. politicians uh, in some parts of the world are really like gods, you know. And yes. my role is like like the jester uh, for the king, right? Which uh, mm-hmm. whose real function was not to uh, tell jokes, but uh, to tell the king what nobody else could tell him. And mm-hmm. I somehow have a feeling that both actually Trump and Biden are not really told the truth by their people around them. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the challenge. When you are in a position of power, <clears throat> you get surrounded by people. It doesn't matter, power, money, influence, that sort of thing. You get uh, hangers-on that, uh, you know, gravitate to you. And um, and sometimes, you know, that puts you in a bubble, and it keeps you from, <clears throat> you know, being observant of what, uh, you know, what reality is, right? Yes, and sometimes the people don't do it... Um uh, out of bad like intentions. I, I mean, mm. let's be honest. It is very difficult to tell a president no. And they're not, mm. not really used to hearing it. And right. uh, I mean, at the beginning of the book, I write how challenges should win, uh, and then the last two chapters is how incumbents survive, uh, mm. how to launch a comeback. And I mean, to be just really brutally honest about where you stand, I think is very important for both. Uh, I think many challengers overestimate their own support, especially people who are new to politics often overestimate Mm -hmm. their own support. But I would say that even for incumbents to plan a comeback, if you're vulnerable, you've got to be brutally honest. And I think reality Mm -hmm. is the only starting point. And I write this episode in the book where we were with um, uh, an incumbent and uh, like uh, uh, one of his, People said, oh, um, sir, um, in my area, uh, the race, it's uh, very close. Very close. When I checked the result, it was not mm-hmm. close. He was losing. <laughs> it's it's right. not close. You're losing. So you got to be honest in, in the starting point, in mm-hmm. the brutal assessment, and uh, it's the only way to plan a comeback. Well, but reality, you, you know, you're down the road when you're looking at polling, but reality starts with, you know, what, what's the perception of the voter, Right because that's what that's what gets the voter to the polls and that's what connects you uh and and it seems that particularly here in America because of all the different influences Lewis and you know this better because you've been a student of this but it seems that uh, you know so often we find in this country that perception can trump reality if i can say that uh especially if if the point of reality can be somewhat obfuscated or clouded Yes, I mean, that, that's a, a very um, good point. And uh, I think we're in char- uncharted territory here in the sense that before uh, we used to uh, have a set of facts and then argue about our opinions. Now we argue about the facts. Yes, right. And uh, artificial intelligence is just about to start. 
I mean, now uh, 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 you see deep fakes evolving, uh, where it's really kind of hard to say whether this is real or a deep fake. So I, I'm afraid uh, that, that there's something coming that we're not really prepared for. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is what's happened when we entered into the information age. Uh, information is neutral. It's what uh, people choose to do with it, how they interpret it, that makes it uh, good or bad. And, uh, of course, here we are. Um, we're realizing that uh, we've gotten a lot of misinformation, and it's uh, you know caused the government to even want to uh, restrict uh, you know the flow of information and this sort of thing. Now we start running into dangerous ground because uh, what should happen, you know, some have argued, is not that we uh, we have less speech, but when this happens, we need to have venues for more speech so that. You know, these issues can be debated and have an opportunity to be filtered by the marketplace, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, the, and, and again, it brings us back to social media, right, which mm-hmm. uh, is very good in many ways uh, and gives a voice to people. But in the sense of, uh, like, being in, in your own bubble and the uh, polarization of the electorate, it also has a, a sort of negative side effect and i think um i mean yes while there are less independents than 20 years ago most elections at least national elections are still decided by independence people Mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle and reaching out to the center has become sort of really um unfashionable uh sort of not so trendy anymore but i have a whole uh, chapter in the book um selling change, right? How mm. the secrets of selling change. And I describe like 10 or, or more strategies on how you can make people comfortable with voting for change and reach mm. out to undecided and independence in, in the center. And I think uh, the examples that I use there are really old. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's why they're so useful nowadays. Right. Well, I want to talk more about it on the other side of the break. I mean, when you talk about change, one of the most recent... Uh, <clears throat> You know, candidates to do that very successfully was Barack Obama. He sold the people on change, but he left it so vague that they didn't quite understand what kind of change he was talking about when he when he presented the fundamental transformation of America. I mean, you know, for some, the flags went up and the warning signs were there. But for many, uh, they got behind it and thought, well, this could be nothing but a, you know, a positive experience for us until we experienced eight years of Barack Obama. Anyway, we'll talk more about it on the other side of the break. More from Louis Barone after this. It was your best vacation ever. You on a beach having a great time. Then some stranger walked up and said, Hey, how'd you like to come here for the rest of your life? And then he went on and on about how much money you could save. You listened, saw his presentation, ended up signing a contract. And now, five years later, you have a timeshare you never use. But you're still paying for it. (laughs) That's the contract. But what if we could show you a legal way to end the contract and get out of your timeshare nightmare? It's called Timeshare Exit Defense. Our lawyers will work with the gigantic timeshare company lawyers and get you out of your agreement. No more maintenance fees, no more payments. (sighs) 
Call now. Get your free ebook to learn how to exit your timeshare. 800-296-1332. 800-296-1332. That's 800-296-1332. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-705-6581. 800-705-6581. That's 800-705-6581. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax-deductible. Just call 1-800-785-9618. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now, 1-800-785-9618. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher. Call now, 1-800-785-9618. That's 1-800-785-9618. Hey, welcome back. Bill Martinez here with you. 14 minutes before the top of the hour. And we're talking with the global political consultant, uh, Louis Barone. And um, he offers message strategies that have won elections that were thought to be unwinnable and changed the course of history. These are all noted in his book, Beat the Incumbent. Proven strategies and tactics to win elections. Before the break, Lewis, you were talking about, um, you know, how to get people, you know, to uh, accept change, uh, because that's that's key. If you're beating an incumbent, 
I mean, what, what you're what you're trying to sell is change, right? Yes, I mean uh, the very uh, generic message, uh, especially in a two-party system like the U.S., it's really uh, the incumbent says things are great, uh, more of it, and uh, the challenger says we need change. So it's change mm-hmm. versus the uh, status quo. Right. And uh, we, we mentioned Barack Obama, and I have a whole chapter about him in the book. I, I uh, was able to interview David Plouffe for it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he is uh, uh, probably the, the, one of the best examples for really running a classic change campaign. I mean, not only in the U.S., but worldwide, people were really fascinated with him at the time. You know, the way he... Uh, uh, symbolized change and ran on change is really uh, the classic example of, of how challenges should do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, there was something about the charm and timing of one Barack Obama that he presented, you know, as he said, I mean, he kept, you talk about capturing the perception correctly, this idea of hope and change. He embodied that. Uh, I mean, it wasn't unbelievable to think that the, the problem, unfortunately, was uh, when it came to the delivery of real, you know, real change that would substantiate hope that seemed to fall short. But that's uh, something that history will treat down the road. Uh, some commentators address that uh, currently, but uh, you're exactly right. And I think that there are some things, you know, with, with personalities like Bill Clinton, for example. Bill was very charming. I mean, people didn't think in a million years, I mean, they they, they really didn't think. I think the Bush campaign thought that... Uh, and, and even uh, it was said by, uh, you know, staffers for, you know, candidate Clinton at the time that they didn't expect him to win that round and that election with Bush. They thought, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to set him up and get him exposed and and then we'll come back four years later and we'll win for sure at that point because he'll be solidly set because they thought that they were going to have too much uh, too much of his baggage that they were going to have to defend that was going to get in the way of his candidacy. But uh, his charm was able to uh, to transcend that and, uh, you know, get them, you know, get people to uh, ignore, you know, the baggage that he had with him. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I think those sometimes are some of the consideration is that you've got the message, you got the package, you got the money, uh, you know, all this comes in into the equation, doesn't it? Yes, uh, a couple of things, though. I mean, uh, yes, they're both charming. They're both uh, Obama and Clinton in many ways actually similar. They're great uh, uh, speakers, uh, mm-hmm. public speakers. They're also both actually really good at retail politics, which mm-hmm. now matters in a place like Iowa or New Hampshire, right? I mean, right. they're also both were really good in retail politics. Um that said, uh, I mean, I have this part in the book where I say a bit, uh, uh, a little bit exaggerated, but I say charisma can be learned. And uh, oh, uh-huh. I, I mean, uh, it's a little bit exaggerated. It cannot totally be learned, um, but you can work on it. I mean, if you think about it, uh, yes, everybody remembers Bill Clinton was great and was a great salesman and a great public speaker. Well, actually, when he gave... Um, uh, uh, the signature speech in the 88 convention, 
Mm. People were really bored to death. No? The only line of his speech that uh, got an applause was when <laughs> when he said, I'm coming to a close. Uh, <laughs> so no, no, nobody would have thought that he's such a great speaker uh, at the time. No, Exactly. So he right. had a hit. The the uh, I think the, the time the talk show circuit to sort of apologize for the speech and and make uh, uh, fun of himself and sort of really um, yes that was the beginning of the comeback kit. Um, going back to Barack Obama, yes he was a great speaker, uh, but also good timing of course. Um, one thing though that I write about in the book is actually um, John McCain was a very good general election candidate. I mean, given his background, his appeal as an independent, he is uh, probably was the one uh, who could have most easily represent something different from George Bush. And the way Obama and his team defended change and tried to tie uh, McCain to the status quo and to Bush at the time is something Mm -hmm. from a technical point of view that is really fascinating. Okay. Well, Brett, well, explain that a little bit more. How how did they how did they do that? Well, they uh, used a lot of footage uh, of like McCain, for example, telling himself that he has voted with, uh, um, uh, with Bush. Bush more than ninety yeah. percent. That during the primary there were like some uh, footage where he was like trying to like uh, go to the right. And like say, oh, I was even more with Bush than some of my Republican opponents. And mm. uh, the Obama campaign really worked very hard in like defending their territory, which was change. Which actually McCain, uh, given his background and his uh, sort of image as a maverick, could really have become dangerous for, for right. them. So right. good, good job both both for the for the candidate, but also technically from the team around him. Interesting. Um, in chapter three, you talk about the best challenger campaign messaging ever. Break that down. Well, that is actually, I think, Obama. I mean, uh, the, and I think people sometimes confuse uh, the message is really sort of the narrative, like uh, let's say a paragraph of uh, why. You're running, right? And so this has changed. It's the economy at the time. It's like a new sort of politics. That was basically Obama's message. And then the slogan should really, um, and I learned that in GW 20 years ago, actually, mm-hmm. the slogan should summarize um, your message in a catchy way and really show contrast with your um, opponent and mm-hmm. hope uh, change we need uh, that that was really a perfect example of how um, the slogan should summarize the message and really if you look back at Obama's speeches uh, ever since uh, he declared his uh, candidacy throughout the primary to the general election even his victory speech it doesn't change much there was really mm-hmm. the same elements hope, right. change the change, uh, change you can believe in to the change we need. Um, that was about all all the variations between the the primary and the general. Well, and as you point out, some of these qualities are consistent whether it's Republican or Democrat. And when you look at the winners, whether you're talking about uh, you know even Richard Nixon or uh, Ronald Reagan, 
uh, Bill Clinton, uh, there were some consistent elements there that when utilized, uh, you know, were probably great elements to incorporate into a winning campaign, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think uh, uh, people from the right can really challenge, actually, challenges from the right. In many ways, their strategies are similar to challenges from the left. You need to start mm-hmm. early. Uh, you need to own change. You need to um, be willing and able to show contrast with the incumbent. You need to um, own the dominate the dominant issue of the campaign, which often is the economy. So you need, uh, uh, like, people need to see you as competent on that issue, and uh, you need to, um, I think, offer the right amount of change mm-hmm. uh, in the right tone given the political demand at the time, and you need a strategy on how to counterbalance your call for change and make people comfortable with voting for change. So the strategies are actually amazingly similar for challenges from the left as for challenges from the right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Uh, Louis, we got two minutes left. Let's talk in in a sense, uh, you know, we're talking about how you unseat an incumbent and what happens when you've got, uh, in a sense, like we have in this cycle, uh, two incumbents? Uh, yes, one a former, but yet, uh, nonetheless, two incumbents. Well, yeah, I mean, I recently wrote a piece for The Hill and uh, saying that while Nikki Haley has more vulnerabilities, uh, she also has more upsides for Republicans. Um, mm-hmm. And that's exactly why I think she would be much freer um, to... Uh, run a challenger campaign the way I describe in the book. Because Mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest advantages, actually, of the challenger is he is free to criticize, right? And uh, that's actually the biggest disadvantage for the incumbent. If people are unhappy with how things are going, whether it's your fault or not, almost automatically you get the blame for it. So uh, I think if Republicans were to choose Trump, that's how it looks like, you sort of give up that biggest advantage and you make it very easy for Democrats to turn this into what exactly what they want, namely a binary choice, instead of being a referenda on the incumbent, which is the natural dynamic. uh, I think it would make it very easy for Democrats to turn this into a binary choice, sort of an incumbent versus incumbent race, and which one you like better, and then Trump has to defend his own record. Mm-hmm. Well, he's had four years of success that is quite empirical, and it's, uh, I think, great evidence you know, for him going into this. And, and there is a contrast between these two administrations. I mean, you know, with what Joe Biden has, uh, uh, has done and failed to do versus uh, the accomplishments of one Donald Trump. And I think that's, that uh, came out pretty clear with the recent Iowa caucus. But we'll see how this plays out. Uh, Louis Prohn, uh, thanks again for you know coming on the show, and uh, congratulations on your book, Beat the Incumbent, Proven Strategies and Tactics to Win Elections. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. 
Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com.